This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. I'm obviously going to the wrong pubs because I was just thinking the other day, you see in movies all the time how people, you know, shout everyone at the bar drinks. Never seen it happen ever in real life. So I thought that's the question I'm going to pose this morning. Have you ever been anywhere and had someone go, yeah, all the drinks on me, lads? And girls and shouted everyone in the establishment. It's, it's rare. Drinks. It must be rare. It's got to be rare. As there must sure. be a reason. There has to be an, a, a reason why this happens as well. Like oh, something to prompt the generosity. Yeah, totally. That's it. Six seven six double two nine nine or on our Facebook page. I am obviously going to the wrong places because Dean. He said he went to the Golden Slipper one year, not somewhere that I've ever frequented. And John Singleton was there. His horse won, and he shouted everyone at the track drinks. Wow. I don't know whether he meant, like, Dean, I want some clarification. Everyone at the track is in everyone that was there at the races? Well, it would have been just money put on the bar, and anyone would have been able to go and get a drink on him. I mean, John Singleton's rich. Yeah. He, he can afford it. I mean, what did the but... horse get? Did the horse get a pat or a drink or... <laughs> Extra carrot Anything? or whatever they eat. Um, someone, it seems to be like lotto wins or people winning Keno. That mm. seems to prompt people. Um, Kerry won 8,000 bucks and shouted everyone uh, at her establishment drinks. That's nice. pretty good. That's not bad. Um, and someone on here said that they were at Etalong Beach about 20 years ago and someone there won the lotto. Didn't say how much he'd won on the lotto, but he shouted everyone drinks. Cool. So you used to work at a bar. Did someone yeah. did, did someone shout I everyone there at drinks? A fantastic pub that was a locals bar. So obviously the people that this is what we scrounge up for breakfast money, with JB on ninety two point nine something because they're all mates and they have drunk there for years and years and years. Yeah. And um, someone won the badge draw and they just were like drunk by the time the badge draw got called. Yeah. It was a local dude and he was like, "Oh, put it all, put the whole thing on the on the bar." So. Didn't wow. keep any of it for no, us. No, didn't keep any of it. Wow. thousand bucks went on the, um, yeah. on the bar. Fantastic. And all the old boys just kept, had a few free schooners that night. Fantastic. How good is that? So good. That's phenomenal. Someone on here did say that they would shout everyone a drink if it was at the dollar twenty a schooner prices like they used to be. Fair enough. But now at the price of beer nowadays, no, I'd never do it. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for that, Matt. The pu- Matt, the party pooper. Um, if you've ever been somewhere and you've uh, had a full bar shout, love to hear from you. Or maybe you've been the shouty. Maybe you've been the one that's won Kino or won the bad shore and gone, yeah, it's all on me. The milky bar's on me, lads. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, it's his last day today as uh, CEO. He's still going to be involved in the company, but no longer with the title of CEO. I think he's moving to chairman or something like that. I don't know. He's still going to be. He's still going to have his mitts Does all it over really it. Doesn't matter what his title no. is at this stage. Nah. No. It's like what they did with the Google guys a couple of years ago. They stepped down as CEO, but they're pretty much still running the joint. They just got another title, so. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, oh, and by the way, he's heading off to space too in the next couple of days. Of course. Too. Yeah. So um, I think a what a life. Eighty-three-year-old nurse or something he's taking with him up there. She was a winner of the the lottery to be his passenger. 
up there. Would you so take an 83-year-old? Hopefully up to space? she comes back. Yeah, I know, high risk. He didn't think of that, did he? <laughs> He can he can afford the healthcare bill though, because I mean he's got 177 billion dollars sitting in the bank. That's his worth. It's nothing he cannot afford. No, it's incredible. It's not. I, I remember like back in the late 90s when Bill Gates was Microsoft CEO. He like had a couple billion, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, yeah. 177 billion! It's crazy." If you had that kind of cash in a bank account now, mm. Romy, mm. and you had to spend it, you couldn't like you, you had to. Yeah. What What would you What would you do it on? What? Well, it's a bit of a loaded question. Yeah. Um, but it's I think ev- to be honest, everyone goes down this exact path that I'm about to go down. Well, not everyone, and it also differs slightly. But mine is generally more than half I would give to really important. Yeah causes like yeah a little bit would have to be just like saving some kind of ecosystem like environment somewhere maybe yeah. the great barrier reef i don't know how i would do that but yeah. i would give some money to something like that and then obviously some other really important things that are humanitarian causes they important to me yeah um so i reckon about 60 to 70 this is what we that. scrounge up and from breakfast rest, with jb honestly, on 92.9 so many sports cars and like high fashion amazing clothes yeah. um a house in every part of the world that i want to yeah. be and yeah just a house on every continent, I reckon. Cover Literally, all the bases. Yeah. Just but then also like investments so that the money, so that I'm like making yeah. sure that, that wealth retains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to lose it all. For more philanthropic... Uh, yep. um, Philanthropic... Yeah. Causes. To, to continue with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's very wise. I like that. Look, I'd be, I'd, I'd go down the similar path. I think mm. I do. I do very similar. I'd sort of donate. You know, sixty, mm. sixty-five. I maybe start with sixty. Yeah. And then maybe you know I got a little bit of room to move. If yeah. I go, maybe you know, sixty wasn't enough to eradicate polio from Africa. Mm. Here's another ten. You yeah. Know, I can afford. It. I'll get. I'll get out the checkbook. Depends how much your friends as well are like begging you for money because if yeah. if they're not like being super annoying yeah then you can give a bit more to charity but if your friends and family are like um jb i need another i need another 20 mil yeah i need another <laughs> the pri- the engine and the private jet's gone again <laughs> i need a fuck that fa- oh my Please. god i had to i had to fly business class yuck from Delta Airlines. It was horrible. That's literally how you catch viruses. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Private jets only. But, yeah, no, for sure. I don't know. It's a, It's so sad talking about this. Rob Haskard on our Facebook page, he said he'd spend $177 billion on a one-bedroom flat in Sydney. So I think that's wishful thinking, Rob. I don't think you'll be able to get that with that. So keep dreaming. Yeah, um, you're going to need to save a little yeah, bit more. A little bit Maybe more there, Rob. Maybe that's for your deposit. The yeah. bank will loan you the rest. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast this with is the JB, JB on, 92.9. on 92.9. Hey, Morgan, how are you, mate? Good, how are you? Yeah, doing very, very, very well. Thank you so much for having a chat with me this morning. Of course, man. Thanks for chatting to me. No, not a worry at all. Easy as. You're over in the United States still? Yeah, man, I'm at home right now in Nashville. Fantastic, lovely, and you've been there through the whole COVID situation over the last sort of twelve plus months. How's that been? Yeah, man, it's been pretty brutal here. Um, not gonna lie, uh, we did we did start the um, start our journey, our COVID journey, in an apartment where we've been for a few years, and then we ended up moving to a house. So we have a backyard now, which has made a huge difference. Yep. And I mean, it's starting to open up a bit here now, so we've we've been traveling a little bit and. Both sort of played a show or two in the last couple of weeks, and uh, real life has 
starting to come back, and um, that feels really good. Yeah, no, lovely. Well, hope hopefully it continues that way for you. Your uh, your brand new song has been released. Your first one in eighteen months. Pretty incredible. A little bit of a, a bit of a break for you. Any reason between the uh, the between drinks? Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, I guess I just didn't feel any urgency to put stuff out last year, and um, just without without being able to travel and, mm. and play it or anything like that. I've always like the live thing has always been the end game for me. So without that, I didn't feel any sort of urgency. Um, and also at the same time, I I remember on the first album we made for here things that we drink to that i was writing so many songs so many songs so many songs and then one day we wrote kiss somebody and i remember that being the start of the next thing and so i really wanted to have that feeling again before we started to make this next album and um when we wrote love is real i i had that feeling. this is what we scrounge up from breakfast with jb on 92.9 so um yeah, I think that feeling is what I was waiting for and um, finally got it and now I get to share it. So it's a pretty great week, man. <laughs> no, that's that's phenomenal. Have, have you have you found now sort of that, that feeling so you can replicate it a little easier or is it just a natural thing that just pops up when you're songwriting and you're putting music together that you go, you know what, that that's the golden touch right there? Yeah, man, no, I can't. I mean, if I could do that, I'd be writing my favorite song every day. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, still a, there's still a magic in all of that stuff, you know, and, and it's the same thing that frustrates you as a songwriter, and it's the same thing that keeps you going back every single day, every single night to want to do it again. And, and um, yeah, it's it's the elusive thing, man. When you when you find something that you love, that's, um, that's pretty special. Tell us about the inspiration. Tell us all about the brand-new song, Love Is Real. What's the story behind it? Yeah, man. I mean, if, if there's anything that I've longed for in this last year and a half is just to feel really good because yeah. so much of this last year and a half has just sucked in so many ways mm. for so many people. And um, in this song, I really just, I, I tried to just capture the feeling of one of those moments when everything's right in the world. And, um, I've, you know, as a songwriter, as I said, I've tried to do this so many ways. You know, you try to like have clever lines or a twist of a lyric or something like that, or, you know, some sort of pun yeah. or something like that, <laughs> um, like a double meaning, but it, it never really catches the feeling unless you really write to that. And so as we were writing the song and as we were recording it, that was all we were worried about was just making it feel great. And so the lyrics kind of capture these little moments and then the chorus explodes and hopefully... Hopefully it'll take you exactly where it takes me. Did you find yourself writing more during the COVID break and the COVID lockdown? So many musicians I've spoken to did. They just wrote, 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 and they've just got you know, a thousand songs waiting to be, to be out there. Do you find yourself writing more or do you find yourself a bit more relaxed during the whole period? No, I definitely. I'm one of those that you just mentioned. Um, I I find it very hard to relax. I, I, I'm not a I'm not a relaxed kind of person just in general. So um, now I wrote so much, and and it was it was interesting. This town is just so full of creative people that even in that lockdown, you know, that first sort of six months over yeah. here where it was, you know, I'm sure you saw it on the news. It got pretty pretty bad. Yeah, and yeah. Um, man, everyone switched to Zoom writing. 
So yeah. we would get on Zoom and we'd all be in our own studios or our own house or whatever. And, um, and we would write on Zoom. So that, that's like a, a new thing that happens now. And um, I didn't necessarily like it, but it seemed better than not doing anything for the day. Yeah. So um, I did a lot of that. And I, and I guess the upside of that is that, um, I mean, I can write with people in Australia now. I can write with people in the UK now. And so uh, that's a real positive that's come, down, come out of it. But, um, man, there's it, nothing like getting in a room nah. with other people and playing instruments together. Did you get any? Uh, did you pick up any? You know, COVID habits. A lot of us suddenly became amateur bakers or amateur artists or, you know, um, amateur knitters while we're in lockdown. Do you pick up on any different hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> I did, mate, and it's a little bit. I didn't. It's a little bit embarrassing, maybe. I, I took up the sport of pickleball during oh, the last yes. year and a half, and uh, man, I, I kind of took it up. You know, as a little bit of a just a gag. Yeah. I don't know what it's like in Australia if it's a thing or, you know, like a lot, a lot of older people play yeah. pickleball here. But, dude, it it has just blown up over here. It is so <laughs> much fun. I have a gr- great bunch of dudes that I hit with, like, uh, you know, a few times a week. And um, who knows if that'll last uh, once the, the quarantine thing's <laughs> over and as we go back to work. But um, it's been really fun learning how to play that and um, just having a bash. That segues perfectly into uh, what I was going to chat about next because um, Tamworth's got quite a pickleball community, actually. So I would love to see you here whacking the pickleball around with the uh, with the best of them here in Tamworth. You got any um, any thoughts about coming back under again sometime soon or you've got a lot of American commitment still to tackle well, I just, I'm thinking about putting the whole tour on pause right now and coming down to Tamworth to play some pickleball against the pros. But, um, <laughs> mate, I, I want to come back so bad. I, I, I really missed home this last 18 months. I've really missed Australia. I missed my family yeah. and, um, and obviously playing shows. So, I mean, as soon as, as soon as they can work it out where we can come down and play, um, I'll definitely be doing that. Um, right now it's a little bit of a touch-and-go situation yeah. down there. I'm sure you know because you live there, but um, it's a little hard to plan for things right now. But as soon as we can, man, I'll, I'll be there for sure. Yeah, it'd be amazing to see you back here, even you know, for the 50th Tamworth Country Music Festival and that connection you've got with uh, you know winning the Telstra Road to Tamworth all those years ago. Um, you, you you obviously have a fantastic connection with this place and Australian uh, music. Um, as your 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 wife, she's missing Australia as well. Yeah, man. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously not to the same degree I am because she didn't spend much yeah. of her life there. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she she loves coming down to Australia and and hanging, and it's it's fun. It's so fun to introduce her to all you know the old haunts and and uh, my old mates and and all that kind of thing too. So um, yeah, who knows when it'll be? But um, yeah. as soon as we can get back down, man, we will be. Yeah, phenomenal. No, well, look, Morgan, thank you so much for the chat. Uh, the the brand new song "Love Is Real" is amazing, and you know it, it adds on to a fantastic repertoire of music you've already got going. I mean, it's phenomenal to see someone that did do Telstra Road to Tamworth back in two thousand and eight, and just pump out some amazing songs. Uh, Kiss somebody, of course. Day drunk, diamonds, and now love is real. Morgan, thank you so much for the chat. Love seeing what you're doing with yourself nowadays and just plowing through the massive 
um, country music scene in the United States and doing us all proud. Thank you so much. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. Snake. 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 Them. This is a Don't Trust Snakes, which we haven't had for a while. They're sort of in hibernation and just chilling. They're going to have a good diet once they wake up with all these mice around the place. They'll be fat. Oh, Ew. they're going to be everywhere. They won't eating... be able to fit in No, toilets. no, that's true. No, that's good. They'll be all fat and stuff. Mm. They won't be able to fit through cracks and things. Oh. I'll go, I be able to fit through that and now I can't. They've been eating so many mice. Yeah, so many rats. Mm -hmm. An Austrian man has been bitten in the genital area by his Nathan's Nathan's, by his neighbour's pet python after the snake escaped through a drain and ended up in his toilet. He's from the southern city of Grass in Austria. The 65-year-old was bitten around 6 a.m. yesterday morning when he went to the toilet in his apartment. Police said the man had just sat down when he felt a pinch on his (laughs) genitals and jumped to his feet to find a five-foot albino python staring up at him from the toilet. Oh, my. The man called the officers who arrived alongside with a local reptile expert who came to remove the snake from its hiding spot. Meanwhile, the man was taken to hospital so he could be treated for minor injuries. Medics said that fortunately pythons are not venomous, but there was a risk the bite could become infected from bacteria from the snake and the toilet as well. Mm. The uh, snake expert Werner Stagel... (laughs) Werner Stagel said the python was not injured and after being cleaned, was returned to its 24-year-old owner, which was the neighbour. Police said the man also had 11 non-venomous snakes and a gecko. (laughs) That's quite the man. Um, In specially designed cages in his bedroom, the reptile owner was unaware how the python had escaped, uh, was unaware the python had escaped, I should say, until police brought it back and said it's unclear how the snake managed to get out. Its exact route into the neighbour's apartment was also unclear. It somehow, I reckon it slithered out of its tank. That's so not okay. Down the corridor, through the bathroom, into his toilet, and then through to the other guy's loo. That's why I'm just is, throwing it out if, there now. If I could guarantee that not, they would never escape, I might might be more inclined to, like... You know, get a snake, one. own one. But it, the idea of them just like escaping and sneaking up on you, yeah, no, nah. that's why you can't trust them. You can't trust. That's them. why we have this segment. That's you can't true. trust them. It's important. See, to this break is this why down. they just they just escape, they just do stuff, slither through toilets. I mean, you can't trust them. Mm. Um, police said that the snake owner's been referred to prosecutors as well for negligent bodily harm, but it's unclear at this stage whether he'll be charged. That's a bit extreme. Come on. Back to Werner Staggle, He told the local newspaper the Salzburger Naturgitian. You need to work there. Um, I didn't say that right either, by the way, if you're just wondering. Uh, that in his 40 years of dealing with snakes, he had never seen anything like Monday's incident. 
Yeah, so there you right. go. He needs to come to Australia, not Austria, because I think we've had a few in the lose here over the years with Don't Trust Snakes. But anyway, another instalment done. Poor snake, though. I was Poor probably snake. so con- confused. It would have been. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been like, what am, where am I? Where do I go? Yeah. Okay, I'll just go to that toilet. Yeah, and what is this? Across sm- the hall, down the <laughs> lane. <laughs> and what is this smell? Yeah. <laughs> snake. 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 This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB. This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. State really looking forward to this on Sunday night on NBN. Beauty and the Geek is back from 7 o'clock. And the host, Sophie Monk, joins me for a chat. Sophie, thank you so much. How are you? Good morning. Did you say NBN? Yes. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's Channel 9 up here. Oh, sorry. My bad. (laughs) I I was like, we're on another network. Is it international? <laughs> no, and, and it's not the National Broadband Network either, okay? Yes. <laughs> That's the main confusion. No, uh, yeah, no, you're still talking to someone in Australia, Sophie. It's, it's all okay. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> How are you going? Very well. Yourself? I'm good. That's great. Up early doing press. Beautiful. So I'm very excited about this show, very. Yeah, it sounds like it. Tell us all about it this year. Well, it's just, if you've seen the previous one. It's, it's, it's got some similarities, but it's very different. Like, it's just so much deeper. You know, you're watching the geeks grow so much. Like, it's such a positive show. No one looks silly, but the comedy's there just naturally with, the, I think, the opposites just colliding. Yeah. The opposite world. That's, yeah. that's what I've always liked about this show. I've, I've liked the fact that it's kind of been very light-hearted, but nice as well. Like, I have to admit, years ago when it first started, I think I might have been watching, like, the UK version and oh, yeah. I was going into it expecting it to be a bit nasty, like the the beautiful girls picking on the geeky blokes, but yeah. that doesn't happen, thankfully. No, and this one's so different. Like, they've really turned it on its head. It's just all about growing both sides, you know? It's not like the maths questions or the science questions. Like, it's not designed to make anyone look silly at all. So it's just hilarious, and you'll be in tears. Third episode, I was crying. So, um, yeah, it's just great. Crying in laughter or emotional crying? No, emotional crying, ah. but happy tears. Like, where you're like, your heart's just melting. Fantastic. No spoiler alerts, please. Um, okay. T- tell us about your, your fiancé. He, he sounds like a bit of a geek. What's this? He's a neurosurgical robotics consultant. Yes. Poor guy. Someone put that out in the press release that he's a geek. And it's like, he's hot, he's hot and he's, but he's cool as well, you know. Um, not that saying geeks aren't hot, you know, hot anyway, but it, it's just so funny. Every question's like about him <laughs> saying that he's a geek, which I'm, I'm proud of because I'm guessing they're saying I'm a beauty, which isn't true. But um, yeah, he is. He's very, he's very, very book smart, which I am definitely not. I'd say I'm more street smart. What, what do you prefer? Are you beauties or geeks? Oh, both. I think we've all got a little bit of both inside us anyway. Yeah? Um, yeah, I couldn't pick. I love all of them. The cast are just brilliant this year. That's, that's awesome. I want to go back a little bit before Beauty and the Geek. You've done a, a phenomenal amount in, in your career. You've done movies. You've hosted TV shows, this being one of many. You've done radio as well. You've been in a pop group. Out of all of that, what's, what's your favourite thing to do? If, you, if I could go, Sophie, you're allowed to do one thing in your life, what is it? What would it be? Oh, I couldn't pick. You know, because I can't do anything outside of the industry at all. Yeah. So I kind of just immerse myself in everything in it to entertain people. So I just like pe- people being happy. 
Yeah. And, yeah, I get to do that with my job. And I failed school, you know, like, so, yeah, I'm lucky to have a job, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great outlook to have. I like that positivity. Yeah. yeah. Sliding doors, you don't know where I'd be. I remember years ago, I skipped school for the day. And I, did sn- I did. I snuck off to Westfield Marion in Adelaide. Hilarious. To yeah. see you perform with Bardo. That in a shopping mall. I did, that yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, you, yeah. Were, you, you did the shop, shopping mall stint. I think it was like a week after the Poison single went to number one. And I, uh, yeah. I skipped school to go and watch you perform that. Um, yeah, that was back before social media where you had to do a lot of work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's it. You, had to, you actually had to do the leg work, I know. Yeah, had to get out there and actually meet everyone, yeah. <laughs> did, did the success of Bardo surprise you, especially in that whole pre-social media days? Yeah, well, I saw it in a magazine in an audition and I went, yeah. oh, it's going to be like a one-off ABC special of yeah. like one episode. <laughs> Yeah. I had no idea what I was going into. I didn't read it properly. So when I got in, I went, what is this? Like, you know, it was a lot bigger than I thought. And it was one of the first reality shows, so you didn't know yeah. what to expect. Exactly. And some great success out of that as well. And you, you guys, you were the most successful out of all the pop stars as well. Did you did you do anything with any of the, the other winners in the other years? No, I didn't actually. I kind of changed industries and yeah. went into acting as well. Yeah. So I did an, an album myself after and yeah. then went into acting and then went into radio and jumped everywhere. So not really. You made your US TV debut with Entourage, a show that I absolutely loved. How, how did that come about? That must be like a whirlwind scenario, well, it, I imagine. It sounds very generous, me saying I'm in it. I'm in it for like I think four minutes, but it just auditioned and went for it and did a movie um, date movie, which was a very silly yep. comedy. Yeah, and I just like comedy anyway, so I kind of went into there and then went into horror and then kind of went downhill from there because it wasn't great. Oh, you know, I'm not the best actress in the world. I'm not the best at anything, really. That, that four minutes on Entourage, though, or how I, I think you're underselling it yourself, Sophie. I think it was a little more than that. Um, how, yeah. how much work goes into that, though? Behind the scenes, is that like four minutes, a week's worth of work, a month? Like It's one day because they're a well-oiled machine yeah. when it's a television show. They've got to keep it moving, yeah. you know. So movies are a bit different. You sit there for months doing, yeah. you know, one scene. You might do it in a week, yeah. But whereas television, you'll do it in a day. But I remember I got a spray tan before because I had to wear bathers, yeah. And I was so self conscious. I tanned myself so much, but the tan was really terrible back then, <laughs> and I looked orange, and that just rejig all the lighting for me because I was just oh. like glowing. So. Yeah, they did warn me. The director said, if you want to stay in acting, don't do the spray tan. Oh, wow. You got some mm. advice from the Hollywood directors and you annoyed a lighting guy in the process. Yes, and I, I didn't take any of that advice. I'm sorry. At Blues Fest a couple of years ago, you did a bit of a duet with Casey Chambers. You're yeah. interested in country music, I understand. Well, I actually like jazz, classical, country, you know. Um, a bit of everything. For me, I love pop music. I just can't sing it. Very well. So I like, you know, that kind of genre. Yep. With with you, are you going to pursue country music? And we might even see you here at the Country Music Festival one day? Uh, I'm not sure, but I am doing, um, you know, more jazz vibe yep. at the moment. So yep. I've actually recorded a song and we've done, uh, yeah, the music video and everything. So see how it goes. Have you, have you been to Tamworth before? Um, yeah, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, cool. love it. 
Yeah, awesome. What did you come up here for? Just a, a weekend away? Was, or you No, know, it was work. Yep. I think most, most places I travel are for work. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very fortunate that I've been able to do that. Not for the last two years, but yeah. No, that's um, of course. Heaps. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Fantastic. Hey, Sophie, thank you so much for the chat this morning. Fantastic insight. And we're really looking forward to uh, watching Beauty and the Geek this year on Channel 9, NBN, whatever you want to call it, uh, from 7 o'clock on Sunday night. Sophie, thank you so much for the chat. Thank you. And we might see you up here in Tamworth again. Fingers for crossed. Sure. I'd love to. A, a Bardo reunion here in Tamworth, hey? Oh, there you go. They'd be all over <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, Sophie. Thank you. Bye, darling. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. You see this all the time in movies, but I swear in real life it never happens. Have you actually witnessed a public proposal? 67622929 or on our Facebook page. Victoria, she witnessed one at the Yankee Stadium in New York. I, I, hopefully, surely they put the... Uh, the, the picture, the, the proposal up on the big screen there like they do in the movies. Hopefully that was the case. Uh, Nadine saw one at an Ed Sheeran concert. Uh, someone on our Facebook page as well, M, she had her own public proposal from her partner at Dreamworld just before the Tiger show. She said it was very embarrassing. Thanks for that, M, on our Facebook page. Instagram page as well, or 67622929. Jody saw a public proposal at a Shania Twain concert. She said it was absolutely beautiful. Jody, hopefully the public proposal was during this track. You know, hopefully it was during that Shania Twain song, Jody, and uh, not this one. Don't impress me. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9.